Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Wednesday, March 16th day, 2022. Coming right up, we're going to finish the book of Psalms, chapter 68, from verse 20 to 35. And we're talking about pseudo-Christians and churchy churches, and who hasn't had it with those? The traditions of men make void the Word of God. You don't want to miss the rest of this psalm. Chapter 68, starting at verse 20 to verse 35. But first, please consider, all anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your call to action. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in that church at administration with your time or money contributions, managing marketing, advertising, helping with the website, helping with social media, whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it. In the many-member body of Christ, Companion Chapel is a registered non-profit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God and your whole human family at CompanionChapel.com. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel is located at number 338, side road 28-29. It's not a churchy church. I teach the Bible here. Come on out, check it out, be part of it, be somebody. Paisley, Ontario, Canada. The postcode here is N0G2N0. This podcast depends on God's provisions through you. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Psalms chapter 68. And this is the greatest thing. Churchy churches, traditions of men, and pseudo-Christians. And we pray for everybody. Don't you think otherwise. You never feel any spite or malice towards anybody in your human family. That's forbidden in the Bible. Jesus Christ will not tolerate that. But when you come up around a churchy church and they're full of traditions, or you get a church elder that came by, like one came by to see me the other day, and it was so upsetting, but you have to pray for these people. You have to come to an understanding. They simply weren't taught the Bible. Where's that fall? On the pastor who did not feed his flock. And it's still, you have to take responsibility for yourself. It's one book, man. It's only 750 pages. You have years and years and years to come to an understanding, get a working knowledge of this book. It's the central theme of every church you see. The central theme of this book is our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what he said in Matthew chapter 7. Depart from me. You never took the time to get to know me. That is the most mortifying thing any of us could possibly ever comprehend hearing. Where you're tripping down the highway to hell. We don't want that for anybody. You get a working knowledge of this book and you enjoy it. And don't forget it's bittersweet because like John said in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ said, listen, eat this up. That means experience it. Drive it into you, Johnny boy. Be somebody said it was bittersweet, sweet in his mouth. Yeah, when you start to get a working knowledge of the Bible and you see, hey, here's our way out of all this. But it's bitter watching the rest of our human families suffer and suffer so much. But our Lord Jesus Christ suffered for us. Let's go to verse 20 of Psalms chapter 68. He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord belong the issues of death. He's your only way out. He, is your, he sent his righteous right arm, his righteous right hand. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ is his righteous right hand. He is your salvation. He is the ministry of salvation, your savior, your deliverer, your redeemer, the kinsman redeemer. That's what's being said here. We have our Lord Jesus Christ now. Prophecy came to pass to the letter. The crowning point of Christianity was Calvary at the cross where prophecy became in accordance with the word of God, in accordance with reality. God's not slack on his promises. And unto the Lord belong the issues from death. What's this mean? This means the geographical boundaries of heaven and hell today. You know, that's what this means. Uh, today, or I'm saying, the geographical boundaries of heaven and hell is what's being said here. God lays it down. Today, that line is the traditions of men, of the churchy churches versus God's truth. You know what? I, I find it just mind-boggling. I've been looking for a church up here just to go on Sunday and meet some people because I'm all by myself here. And, and I, I go over to a church and I just, I, it's harder to come up with those sermons using the Bible as a random book of quotes than it is to actually just teach the Bible. I just, it's just beyond my comprehension. I just don't understand why when you have this book that you can't see, oh, it's written line on line, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. There's a message being conveyed here, and it's the message of salvation. It's the message of life, eternal life, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. It's about celebrating our Lord Jesus Christ, the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. He will not accommodate evil in his kingdom. And why should he? It would be nothing more than a new hell. This is God's way of getting rid of evil. And God knows best. Salvation. Issues of death. The geographical boundaries of heaven and hell. What side are you on right now? Be very careful sitting there listening and supporting those lazy preachers. And you know what? I know where they're getting. Like I've been studying for a long time. I know where they're getting these uh, sugar-sweet sermons. They're just ripping them off of each other off the internet. I came across one, and I was sitting in church. Dude, you just ripped off so-and-so's. You're quoting that guy. And I've heard people quoting me. I'm sitting there. Hey, if you want to quote me, that's fine, because we're all part of the many-member body. But shoot me a couple $20 bills so I don't have to, so, so I can go to Walmart too. Like I got to eat too. I'm sitting down here with no electricity or running water. And I'm your servant. And I'm not asking anything for personal gain. But your servant has to eat. Servants worth their pay. Come on out. Come on out here and do some labor around this place. Today we have to get up and I have to go out and cut wood. I'd rather sit here and study all day like I always do, but... I froze this winter, and i got to get out into the bush. Verse 21, And God shall wound the head of his enemies, and the hairy scalp of such a one as goeth on still in his trespass. Okay, if you're just going to continually sin in ignorance, lazy pastors, lazy students, heathen people, then this is a very daunting verse. This is a serious verse. When we say a head wound, go back to Genesis 3.15. The head wound is a fatal wound. We're talking not just the highway to hell for a millennium. We're talking you're going to be facing white throne judgment and you're not going to have a greasy lawyer sitting with you trying to make negotiations for you, trying to make concessions for you, trying to ask our father to compromise with evil. We think he's going to make the whole universe a place like planet Earth, a place of disorder, disillusionment, chaos, war. Everyone's pointing fingers at everybody. People just hate each other. They don't even know each other. 
and they hate them because of the color of their skin, because of their social status. Just people have every excuse in the world to hate each other. It's just so sad. That's why at the end of the podcast, I can generally say, I can say I love you without knowing you. It's the same way as people can hate each other without knowing them. I love you as one of my brothers and sisters, as part of the human family, as part of God's children, his family. But I'm, I'm pretty much guaranteed I don't love what you're thinking, saying, or doing at some point or other. Okay, let's go on to 22. The Lord said, I will bring again from Bashan. I will bring my people again from the depths of the sea. Bashan is a place of fruitfulness. It's a place of prosperity. A very fruitful place. And he's going to bring his people again from the depths of the sea. Okay, he's going to bring us all together. We are all going to come together in the valley of Jehoshaphat. And you better say your prayers and you better have your works to back it up. So we can all walk up the valley of Kidron together and sing for joy for Father like he, like he made us. He made us for his joy, to please him, for his pleasure. He wanted company. He wants his children. He wants to watch them play. He doesn't want them to sit there and build weapons to shoot each other, to get involved in military. And, and okay, we're going to go over there and we're going to just demolish this whole uh, part of the planet and then put a flag there like we won. Like, come on. God made us for his pleasure. He wants us to please him. He will not accommodate evil. You can't compromise it. Okay, he's going to gather us all together. The depths of the sea. The sea of people. Revelation 17. Great glossary chapter in the Bible. Okay, and you can drown in that sea. Don't forget, there's a huge lesson there. I could go on for hours about this that verse, but let's just carry on. He's going to gather us together. That thy foot may be dipped in the blood of thy enemies and the tongue of the dogs in the same Okay, don't forget, earth is God's footstool, and if we're going to be hanging around him, then we have to understand that he's, the enemies are always below us. The enemies are always below God. Remember when Saul tried to, uh, you know, he wanted to talk to Samuel, but Samuel was passed away, so he went to a medium, like a, one of those tarot card medium, what do you call them, fortune teller chicks. Where, does the, where, does, where did Saul's, or not Saul's, but the demon who imitated Samuel, he comes up. He doesn't come down like the Lord Jesus Christ comes down. The Holy Spirit comes down on us. You know, God's looking down on us. Demons, devils, evil spirits, powers, and principalities of Satan, they come up from the depths of hell. So just remember that. They're down below. And you know what? It's not them. It's what they carry. We love them, but it's their spirit has infected their soul, and it can't dwell among us. They have to let it go, and we pray for those people to let the trademarks of evil go. Arrogance, aggression, attitudes of obscene entitlement. These are the people you generally see. These are the people you see, de facto, that are just all about, oh, the world revolves around money, Michael. You don't understand. It's all about progress, profit, consumerism, materialism. It's all about global growth, boy. Listen, Michael, you don't understand. Global growth, global investment, glo global spending. And I'm just like, yeah, well, it's all got, it, every penny's got oppression written all over it. Uh, human rights and dignities, human rights and fractions, forced labor, child labor. Not to mention we're annihilating planet Earth by exhausting the resources and just turning this gorgeous jewel of, jewel of the universe planet into a chemical toilet. Yeah, good for you. Let's, let's go out there and chase some money, you know. The, and the tongue of the dogs. You know what? Let's go back to Psalms 59, verse 6 and 7. They just go around barking and barking. They never shut up. 
You know, it's just blabbering on and on and on. Like, hush up, speculators, analysts, graphs, charts, models. Like, how many, like if you had enough of that? Overanalysis leads to paralysis. It's just there to clutter your mind. Clutter is the currency of doubt. And doubt is Satan's currency. Doubt is all Satan has to cast on the truth. He casts doubt on the truth. That's like what lawyers do. They, oh, well, there's the truth. Well, we can just uh, put some questions in here. Bury this guy in legal fees and just get away with it. Yeah, the American meat lobby, the American dairy lobby. The, it just goes on. Just cast doubt and then do whatever you want for, for love of money. And then people that with their investment portfolios making gains off all these things, making gains off war machines, and then they sit around the table and go, Dude, that's a terrible war over there in Ukraine right now. Yeah, well, your investment portfolio is fueling that war. Why don't you look at where your mutual funds and your hedge funds are fueling pollution, the war? We're exhausting our resources, but as long as you get your paycheck, right, buddy? Okay, you take that up with God, whatever's on your account, govern yourselves accordingly, and we pray for everybody. We love everybody, but we don't love what they're doing. 24. They have seen the goings, oh God, even the goings of my God, my King, in the sanctuary. That's where God is. We can see it. We know it. Who's they have seen it? Well, the people of the Exodus. These are the Exodus chapters. Let's go. We'll clear this up here. Verse 26. No, verse 25. The singers went before the players on the instruments, followed after. Among them were the damsels playing with the, tambor, with the timbrels. Okay, don't forget Psalms 47. 7. You have to sing with understanding. You know, we're talking about the churchy churches here, and I pray for these people, and I'm just like, Pastor, dude, you have the whole church hanging off every word, like 60, 70 people sitting there. And he's using the Bible as a random book of quotes, and then he's jumping around using quotes from mankind up on these big screens. So what people just sitting there glued to these things. Oh, that's a heavy quote. Listen to what that guy said. You have 750 pages in your Bible, dude. Not only did you demo God's word, but now you're bringing in mankind's word, like, like quotes from celebrities or politicians or scientists or talk show hosts. I'm just sitting there looking at this and I'm just feeling so bad for these people. Feed the sheep. I went to that church for three months. I went outside in my pickup truck, sat in the parking lot. I said, where's this guy taught the Bible at all? Nowhere. Like Nowhere. It's not even a Bible study in that church. And in this church I'm trying to go to now, it's not even a Bible study. Like, we pray for these people. Those churches fall under the second church of Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2. Oh, they go around acting churchy church. They're full of traditions. They actually think they're better than people. This guy that came by, this church elder, who was a total slouch. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to say his name, but I pray for him. Like if, like, if you're biblically illiterate, you come by, there's only two reasons a church elder should come by. They have two roles in the Bible. You're either a spiritual elder, a, like a preaching elder. You can teach the Bible. You can witness the Lord Jesus Christ to other people. Or you're a business elder. And you come by in pairs, and you, let me tell you something, you damn well better be carrying a Bible. And don't come out and sit at my table and say, no Bible, he tells me, I speak in tongues. I say, oh, really? That's interesting. Could you please document that for me? There's two Bibles right here on the table. doesn't even grab one. I say, where can you document that for me? He's telling me. This guy's telling me. And I pray for this guy. This is sad. There's no spitefulness or, or, or malice here at all. Get that straight. This guy's telling me 
that when he's praying, he doesn't understand what he's saying. He's babbling. But God knows what he's saying. God's speaking through me. God knows what I'm saying. Like, that's like mind-boggling. That's beyond limited intelligence. That's, I've never lost for words, man. And I'm telling you, I was just looking at him going, dude, so God's speaking through you, but you don't understand. Like, but he understands. So God has to talk to you so he can listen to himself, but no one else. It, It is beyond all reasonables. And this guy got mad, red hot, and was passively aggressive on me. Said, "Oh, you're getting uh, hot under the collar there. You're getting, you know, you're getting angry." I said, "Dude, I'm not getting angry. You just did. You hear what you just said? You know, there's Bibles here. Let's see you document. You pray for these people, these churchy church fakes. Like they're pseudo Christians, and it's sad. Like get some Bible into you. Okay, we're talking about singing with understanding." We're talking about being in the sanctuary of God here. He is the King of kings, Lord of lords. He's the Prince of Peace. And he set up a place of peace beyond our present comprehension for us. He wants his children back. Bless ye God in the congregations. Even the Lord from the fountain of Israel. Oh, this verse is just so poetic and it's so gorgeous. Just gorgeous. These are the Exodus Psalms. Our way is Jesus Christ who will lead us and dwell among us. In God's true de facto congregation. The congregation sources itself from the fountains of Israel. The posterity of Abraham chosen to spread the seeds of truth around the world. Anyone can join this congregation. Back to verse 18. Via the kinsman redeemer of the whole human family. Check it out. Go back to verse 18. Be captive. Be a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll take care of you. Be captive with the Lord. Or you be captive captive with Satan. There's no in between. Go back to Revelation chapter 3 for the fence sitters. Well, just in case, I'm going to see how this plays out. I can't believe how many people tell me. Well, some of the Bible I believe, some of the Quran I believe. And have you heard Buddha, Michael? Yeah, have you heard the what the Buddha religion? So yeah, you know why I heard it? Because I've read the book of Proverbs and that's all that guy did or whoever that big fat Michelin man from the Orient is that's sitting on that pillow that is an idol. You know, the book that belongs to that guy that people follow. All you did was rip off the book of Proverbs, change a bunch of stuff, and then you go around and go, oh, that's heavy. That's heavy. The Dalai Lama. Ripped off the book of Proverbs, going around, making millions of dollars. But everyone says, oh, he's heavy. That's, that's, did you hear what he said? The branch bends like the vine, Michael. Go punch the water, Michael. You see with your eyes closed, Michael. Yeah, can I pay 250 bucks to go see this stooge talk when I can just read the book of Proverbs for free? Okay, I'll pass. I'll pass on that. Let's get in God's congregation, all of us, me, you, everybody, and love each other. Okay, and let's get on with this. Enough of the silliness. Enough with the traditions. What congregation are you in? Let's see. Here's 27. There is little Benjamin with the ruler. Why are we calling him little? Don't forget, Jesus Christ said, do not mess with the little ones. Okay, but he was the least of the tribe. He was the last stone represented on Aaron's breastplate. But going to the book of Revelation chapter 21, he's the first stone. Don't mess with the little ones. Watch out. Listen up. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. This I told this church elder, this churchy church guy, Mr. Pseudo-Christian, I'm sad. I want everybody to be real Christians. I'm, I'm lonely. 
I said, come back with your Bible and document what you say. If you know best, and we're all part of the human family, you're my brother. You have to come back and correct me, even though I know you can't, but at least drive yourself into the Word. And ridiculous you sound. God talks through me. I speak in Babel, but He understands what I'm saying. That's speaking in tongues. Like, I've tried to read. I can't even... Again, I'm lost for words. I feel bad for this guy. I want everybody to pray for this guy. I never dump names here, but I feel like it. Because this guy's also the guy that came by to rent my fields. And he tried to exploit me. He tried to exploit the downtrodden. I've given up everything. I've got, I don't have two cents to rub together. I've given up everything to teach the Bible. Because I, I, I really... This is my calling. This is what God asked me to do. I either listen. I either follow money. Follow, I dumped everything. Lucrative masonry career. Dumped everything. I'm sitting up here with no electricity, no running water. This guy comes by. He doesn't know I'm a church guy first. This is way before I've seen him in church. He comes by and he sees this house that it's an abandoned house. It's been abandoned for over a decade, like 15 years. No masonry on the outside. It was just clapboard. Wet, peeling, rotting, wet clapboard. And this is January. You can see my bed inside. You can see snow inside. Like, dude, I was roughing it. Wim Hof, shut out. Okay? Wim Hof. Yeah, I was roughing it. I'm still doing a podcast every day. I did the whole book of Isaiah last year and Zechariah and Matthew and Revelation. This guy comes by. He wants to rent the fields. He looks at the house, looks at me, and he tries to lowball me. There's 5,000 up front, the rest out the back door in September when you get your hay, right? He comes by later with $2,000. Here, just conniving. Just conniving. And then a year later, he comes by pretending he's an elder, which he claims to be of some churchy church. It's, it's a pseudo church, okay? Pseudo. We pray for it. We pray for the young pastor there. Pastor's 23 years old. Like, okay, just wrap your head around that. But anyways, this guy comes... And he's still beaking off about not getting them. Why didn't you run to me? Then he says, you love money. That's what he said to me. He said, I love money. This guy has an investment portfolio from working at the nuclear power plant worth over a million dollars. I know because I know all kinds of nuclear power plant workers up here that have retired. And it, all that investment is in mutual funds and hedge funds. And you're getting rich at the expense of other people's human rights and dignities, including children, labor exploitation, child labor. Oh, as long as you get your paycheck, rich man. Comes by and he tries to exploit me. That's his character. We pray for these people. We pray for them. Churchy church, fake, or pseudo-Christians. I don't like using the word fake. It's just, it just sounds too Donald Trumpy, you know? Okay, the princes of Judah and their council, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtia. Okay, Jesus Christ said, don't mess with the little ones. And here we go on from north to south, the extreme north to the extreme south of the tribes. God's saying, don't mess with them. 28, thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Pray for it, earn it, walk it, talk it, and send it. 29, because of the temple, because of thy temple at Jerusalem, shall kings be present unto thee. Hey, we're looking forward to Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, Revelation chapter 21, 24. There's God's governmental perfection there. 
Read that chapter. Jerusalem, the etymology of the word Jerusalem, a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. It's a place of completeness, a place of safety, a place where people come to an understanding. They don't sit around and point fingers at each other. They don't sit around and point nuclear weapons at each other, guns at each other, military hardware at each other. They don't sit around conniving. How can it, what can I gain from this? What's in it for me? How do I gain? What do I benefit? There's none of that in the kingdom of heaven. It's about love and compassion. It's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for setting that up and God for sealing it. Verse 30, rebuke the company of the spearmen, the multitude of the bulls with the calves of the people until everyone submit with pieces of silver. Stop there because that next clause belongs to the next verse. So go like this. Okay, what is the company of the spearmen? We have this word company back in verse 11, but this is a different word because the translators drink on Friday afternoons when they translate stuff. So this was translated on a Friday afternoon. Rebuke the company of spearmen. Different word than verse 11. This means lively people. Like the company over there was an army of servants. Okay, this is a lively troop of people. This means an obscene mob scene. Okay, like protesters, those engaged in division, people stuck in the prison of perpetual victim syndrome, constantly pointing fingers at each other. And, and they're like, they'll hurt you. Spearmen hurt things. And what are we talking about here? The bulls with the calves? This means bulls and calves means resources to fund disorder. The, we see it all over planet Earth. It's constant. It never stops. Okay, they think they can buy their way out. Or they think they, they think they can buy their own salvation. They think they got it all worked out. Yes, if we just need a new government leader to come up here, mankind has a 100% failure rate of governing themselves. Everybody thinks they're right down here on earth. I can't imagine what the angels are watching us. Saying, Geez, these guys, they all think they're just right. As soon as you realize that you're wrong and only God is right, only God is the truth. All, the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And my battery's almost dead in this MacBook Pro. I'm going to have to get going here. I have a lot to say about this, but too bad because I don't have any hydro. And uh, I don't know if that generator's even going to start. I don't have any gas. The price of gas is like, like over $2 a liter now or something. Like, I don't even have 10 cents to rub together. So I'm going to have to stop doing the podcast for a little bit. Unless you can help me out. I'm just buying gas. I'm just buying stuff for to the basic necessities of life. Everything else goes towards broadcasting God's word. Okay, so let's see. Princes, okay. Scatter thou the people that delight in war. Scatter the people that delight in war. This clause goes with um, <clears throat> verse 31. Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter 11, 8. And we know we're talking about Egypt means spiritual corrupt, spiritual corruption. Ethiopia means social corruption, ethical corruption, the nonstop governmental corruption, the civil wars, oppression, the suffering out of Ethiopia has been monumental, man. It's been perpetual. They can't do it. They can't govern themselves. Okay. They delight in war. It seems like it's constant conflict. They're going to finally reach back to God. There's going to be some people that are reaching back to God. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Verse 32. Sing unto God, you kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises unto the Lord. Selah, thought link. Yeah, that's who you praise to. That's who you sing praises to. And always remember 47 Psalms, 47.7. You have to do it with understanding. 
You can't just run through the church. I know the one church, like they're playing that rock and roll music and they're making you stand for 35 minutes before the church service. 35 minutes. Like the chair was touching the back of my knees. Cushy chair, comfortable. And I had to stay in there. I was just like, come on, not one more song. No, 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 no. Oh, one more song. People running around with flags. People running around with their hands in the air. That's not the Holy Spirit, dude. That's called adrenaline. Okay, you teach the Bible to people and they will humble themselves. They will act orderly, not disorderly, not chaos, and not that annoying, loud rock and or roll music. Okay? Like, get some Bible into you. You'll feel better. Once you, like, that's a sugar high. And with any sugar high comes a sugar crash. And you sit out in the parking lot like I did with my Bible and say, dude, it hasn't taught me anything. Like he's just ripping off verses, random, randomly ripping off verses throughout the Bible. It's too bad. Dude, you had a great chance. You have a great chance to feed the flock. Biblical literacy. All anxieties and uncertainties stop with biblical literacy. Okay, sing praises unto the Lord. All of us. To him that rideth upon the heavens of, of heavens, which were of old. Lo, he doth send out his voice, that mighty voice. He puts, it, he puts his location. He's up in the Zodiac. We know that from Psalms 19. We know that from Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 to 18. God's dwelling up in the Zodiac, completing his circuit. We talk about that in Psalms 19. Okay? What do you mean? And his voice, that mighty voice, he sends it out. It jumps off the pages of your Bible. Not off some hymn book written by man. Not off these big screens that they have in churches now with quotes of man on it. Open your Bible, let the book speak for itself, find a teacher, a remnant of truth, like myself, and humble yourself, and drive it into you, be somebody, like John, in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ, take this little book and eat it up, John, that means experience it, digest it, let it into your entire soma, your entire being. Verse 34, ascribe ye strength unto God, his excellency is over Israel, his strength is in the clouds. I have to go fast because uh, the battery's going to die in this uh, computer here. So, okay, just read that for yourself. Oh, oh God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places. Terrible, that's awe-inspiring. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God through this very written word. I want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Michael Reed. This is the Companion Chapel. Contact me at Companion Chapel email. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. Look, your, your emails mean so much to me. So I'm saying you're all by myself. Like, we've pretty much killed COVID for now until they come up with neo-COVID, which I can guarantee you. Like, I've been following this since like 2005. Don't you think? I've been following this. It's Fauci, it's Gates, it's Pfizer, it's Danzig, it's gain of function, crimes against humanity. Be aware, God's got your back with the spirit of understanding. So we know we can go to bed at night. He is our comforter. He's our security. He is your rock, your only stability. Get a hold of me. My name is Mike. This is Companion Chapel. Want you, uh, thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.